This is Unsocial Spectators with Clay Harrison and Mark Ramsey. And uh, you can find us at unsocialspectators.com and also at unspectators on Twitter. Uh, Welcome to uh, episode uh, 31 of Unsocial Spectators. Hey now. Hey now. (laughs) Take two. Uh, 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 so what did you watch for 1986? I watched the great pretty in pink by, uh, uh, John. Oh my God. I can't John Hughes. <laughs> I'm like sitting here having a brain fart. I, I, I love the history of this movie, uh, because John Hughes wrote 16 candles after auditioning Molly Ringwald for pretty in pink. So that movie came out first, and then this is the movie she was originally cast in. Uh, and, you know, it's it's a Gen X uh, romantic teen film that, I don't know, Shelby's watched all these with me, and she said this one holds up a little bit better, but the, 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 the leads don't have chemistry. She didn't feel like Molly Ringwald had chemistry with Andrew McCarthy or John Cryer, that they were just, you know, like kind of... I don't know, like they were just there. Like even Andrew McCarthy's character is kind of bland, and it's funny that his name is Blaine. But uh, my fun fact from that film is that uh, Ducky, played by John Cryer, was almost played by Robert Downey Jr. Because in the the behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, Molly Ringwald was like, you know, the original ending has Andy end up with Ducky. And I could see that with Robert Downey Jr., but me and John were just we were friends. And so it was like ending up with your brother at the end of the film <laughs> and, and, and studio audiences thought the same thing. They did test screenings that really made the movie bomb. Yeah. So they reshot the entire ending uh, later to kind of fix it before they put it out. And uh, Andrew McCarthy had already moved on to a play on Broadway, shaved his head for that role uh, to play a, a, a soldier. And so they put this terrible wig on him at the end of the film so after she said that, all I could do was just stare at his head and that funny-looking wig. <laughs> back oh yeah, in, back then. Yeah, that, that. I still enjoy it. it. It is what it is. I, I think you know Andy Potts is fucking great in that. This is this is right before she would join Designing Women. She's coming off of Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, John Cryer's whole uh, lip sync scene in the record store is fucking great. James Spader is a fucking awesome villain. Like him just kind of oozing just creepiness, that whole film. Yeah, just Lothario. Man, I don't know. You know, I'd probably watch it again. It was funny just to kind of see her go, why does she need to end up with either of these guys? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think uh, Adam Carolla dated her sister. Really? In high school. Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. Uh, so what, what did you watch for 1986? Uh, uh, I watched Blue Velvet. Oh, here comes the darkness. Yeah, just great. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dennis Hopper is uh, the, the on-screen villains of on-screen villains. And, uh, I mean, the way he, uh, you know, you know, want to know a fun fact is originally 
he was going to be using helium. Oh, yeah, when he huffs. Yeah. And though, he, that's like the creepiest tool to give a villain is that, like, he's just taking that deep hit, then shit's going to get weird. Yeah, he was the Darth Vader of uh, laughing gas. <laughs> yes. And, oh, my God. Uh, that that was my gateway to really David Lynch. Yeah. And I think it's anyone that's the best way into because it has that perfect balance of suburban wholesomeness to really fucking dark shit. Yeah, pretty dark. Oh, and uh, if you're if you uh, you're pro choice, uh, watch Eraserhead. <laughs> I I can't bring myself to watch it after really getting into Lynch, you know, because I know I've just seen and know what that's about, and it's just so weird looking. And I, it, it he could somehow create the gross and stickiness of just i don't know what to call what what that movie is i mean how would you define it uh freaky yeah freaky but on a different level because you feel it while you just watch the movie yeah it was uh shot in st louis and at the time st louis was really run down and you know uh, it was a perfect place for that kind of film you know yeah. Uh, and it, it was at a time where he was like uh, trying to deal with wanting to become a father. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he used that guy in uh, um, Twin Peaks, too. Mm -hmm. He became one of his kind of regular uh, character actors. Yeah, a lot of uh, Dave Lynch stuff has those repeating characters. You know, uh, yeah. Kamala Laughlin, definitely, and uh, uh, Lord, Lord Dern. Dern. Yeah, so really good uh, good film, though. Just, just spectacular. I'm surprised, you know, thinking about Wild at Heart, that uh, he didn't use Nicolas Cage more. Because Nicolas Cage in that movie is really good. Him and Laura Dern are really great. Yeah, they're pretty fantastic. Uh, but, uh, 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 what else have you been watching? Well, um, talking about people from Twin Peaks, I watched the movie Thrashing from 1986 with, with Sherilyn Finn. It's like her first film. Uh, she, she auditioned for this movie with her boyfriend, Johnny Depp, and they were both cast by the director, but the producer approved her but didn't approve Johnny Depp so he got he got replaced with Josh Brolin which is wild because Josh Brolin turned down 21 Jump Street <laughs> and and so these two movies I just think about those two acting careers just crisscrossing at that moment sure. but uh, Sherilyn Finn is she plays like the uh the villain's girlfriend in the movie and and this was one of my go-to skate movies as a kid because I would skateboard and me and my buddies would watch this and then go out and hit the ramps. And I was not a good skateboarder, but this was one that made me believe I could. If I could hear that soundtrack in my head and, you know, uh, hit the ramps or hit a jump, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was more of a bike guy, you know. Uh, well, we, we watched Rad, too. Well, uh, back in the day, we would watch Rad. Gleaming the Cube, and the, the Gleaming the Cube was later, but Thrashing too. 
Thrasher just has a great soundtrack. Like the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, perform in that. That's like the first movie they've ever performed in. They're in that as like a club band. And uh, Meatloaf sings the lead track of Thrashing. <laughs> I know, Meatloaf and Thrashing. Uh, me- but- meatloaf on a skateboard? Huh. <laughs> I know, he sings the lead song, but for some reason they never released a soundtrack for it. So the only way you ever hear it is in the movie. Hmm. But uh, I loved it so much. Shelby, I told her, track, track me down a Blu-ray of it. Because we just watched it in nine parts on uh, YouTube. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Nicolas Cage, I watched Valley Girl. Classic 80s. Fucking great soundtrack. Like, yeah, home run soundtrack. Yeah, pretty spectacular soundtrack. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, great cast. Um, E.G. Daly, the great E.G. Daly. Yeah, yeah, real fun film, man. Uh, loved it uh, growing up, and uh, uh, it was good to rewatch it. It had been thirty years, probably. Before, oh since wow! I've yeah, seen it. I, I, I can say I've watched that this year. <laughs> I watched Valley Girl this year. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was on the Criterion Channel. Uh, is isn't that an Amy Heckerling film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was uh, it was kind of Valley Girl on the Criterion Channel. I mean, it's I'm still getting to me, old. It <laughs> it's it's the Gen X uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we had the '70s Romeo and Juliet that we had to watch in class all the time, and then you had the '90s version with Claire Danes and uh, what's the shit. I watched the '50s version in school. Oh shit, man! <laughs> um, what else you watch, man? Uh, so um, I wa- I finally watched Red One and Two. Okay, let's start with the first one. <laughs> What'd you think? Um, it was kind of like the geriatric, uh, geriatric is spendables. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Uh, I mean, it's based on a comic book. Yeah, even though the expendables are geriatric, but uh, but this was really older. This is yeah. this is like Morgan, uh, Morgan Freeman, Bruce Willis. <laughs> Um, um, John Malkovich, uh, Helen Mirren, the great Helen Mirren. Yeah, she could still get it. Yeah, I thought it was. They were both fun, you know. I really hated the second one. I felt the second one was really bad. I watched it at a drive-in and left. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> I know you said you got Red uh, at the library, but there is a certain DVD of Red that has a commentary track with a real CIA agent who's like an author and does books and stuff. And it's one of my favorite commentary tracks just because he goes through the stuff the agents do in the show where they talk about, oh, yeah, I had fake passports and I would keep like $20,000 cash in different, you know, safe, uh, safe houses so that if I needed to, I could change my identity. So he goes, but we would never do things like this or this, or he would, he would kind of explain that like, you know, the movie CIA agents are always looking for a fight. And he goes, real CIA agents are just trying to get the job done. Sure. Yeah. You're not, uh, 
they would uh, get fired quick if they're looking for a fight, you know. But uh, what did you think of the fight with Carl Urban and Bruce Willis? Oh, it was fun. You know, Carl Urban was pretty fun character, you know. Uh, so I, I like both of them. They're all, they're pretty good. I mean, not the best movies, but pretty good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I watched the uh, season three of Atlanta, just spectacular, uh, show. I started the Americans. I loved it. That's what I haven't finished. I'm on the last season but I, I just haven't finished, I think, like the last six episodes. Yeah, it's on Hulu now. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Um, uh, I also started watching Single White Female. Pretty good. Uh, single Drunk Female. Yeah, I did it again. <laughs> uh, sing- That's a Hulu. Hulu yeah, yeah fun 20-minute uh, series if you just want to watch something real quick that's a good way, uh, thing to do and uh, I started watching uh, the new season of uh, Reservation Dogs I love that fucking show man okay that's on my to watch list oh so. you gotta watch it really fun man okay uh, cool I mean it's uh, Taika Waititi yeah. and uh, Stern Harjo Really, really fun. Uh, and uh, I also uh, finished season two of uh, Jessica Jones. That was pretty good. Not as Love good as the, as the first season, but it was good. Yeah, David Tennant's a hard villain to outdo. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, so what else have you been watching? I mean, um, we have a ton of stuff to yeah, talk about. Yeah, we have about. a ton of stuff. I watched another 1986 film because it was free on YouTube, Hamburger the Movie, <laughs> which was the formula of the 80s. You took a bunch of misfits, you put them in a situation where they have to work together to overcome the uh, slobs versus snobs scenario, and it is, it is just very sad. It had another plot device from the 80s where you had to get you had to obtain something to get an inheritance so the main character is like 30 something in this and he has to go to the hamburger university because it's the easiest degree he believes he he can obtain to get this money at the end of the film and dick buckus is the bad guy and oh Uh, my yeah and he has a beret yeah he's a beret (laughs) and like a horse whip it is it is just the most batshit movie. I recommend it watching it with friends because if you riff on movies and joke on them, it's the f- perfect because everything is just so poorly executed and poorly done. And it's it, and the fact that they made a movie about, about this, you know, because at the time McDonald's had created McDonald's uh, College for franchise purchasers and executives in the McDonald's company. So they learned how they operated. And so this was all about, you're going to learn how to make hamburgers at this university and they would have wacky classes and bullshit. But, uh, I, I laughed a lot at it just for how bad it was. 
so I, I watched uh, Falling Down for the first time. Great movie. Great fucking Robert Duvall and uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah, just good stuff. I watched this uh, movie from Finland on Hulu called Hatching. What is that about? It's a horror film where this girl, it's kind of body horror. And it's this girl who uh, gets this little bird's egg. And the bird's egg grows up to be a big bird. Uh, Spoilers coming. (laughs) And then the bird turns into her. It's fucking weird and Finnish. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch that. Like a like a, a twelve year old girl, you know, and then the oh, bird God. tries to uh, goes around and kills people. And, okay, well that's the only thing that makes sense now. Watch it, uh, hatching. <laughs> uh, uh, my recommendation for you know. Oh shit! Well, <laughs> I have a recommendation if you want to get into. Uh, uh, Nathan uh, Fielder show the rehearsal on HBO Max. Yeah, I don't. Watched... I don't have HBO Max. So Nathan Fielder takes the approach of the show is that none of us are prepared for the things in life because we don't get to practice them. So he sets up scenarios for people to kind of get through different things. So there's like a an episode where there's a guy who's part of this pub trivia group that he has lied to. He told them he had a master's degree and he doesn't. And he says he feels like he should come clean with them. And so he explains the whole situation and Nathan builds a bar like they get, like the guy goes to in real life, he builds a fake one. So And then he hires fake patrons, fake bartenders, so this guy can practice everything. Like, he could, like, when he confesses to an actress who is pretending to be this person, she reacts different ways, and he finds the best way to respond to it. Yeah, it, and it, and it, it's, like, that's just a taste of, like, how deep this goes, because in, because, for a bulk part of the series, he finds a woman who wants to learn how she wants to, you know, obviously get married and have a kid. So he says he's going to take her to a home, have a kid that basically progresses in age three years at every three days. And so what they do is they would have a baby that she would like take care of. And then at night it would be replaced with a doll that would cry. And so she'd have to take care of the crying baby. And this is all practice, but there's, but it just evolves into other things that I can't even explain that you have to watch it to see how it unfolds. That's as batshit as the girl who uh, gets replaced by a bird. Oh yeah, like he he hires he he creates an acting school to bring in people to start to act like people that are going to be on the show so that they can pretend to be those people so he can practice with them. 
So he has rehearsals on rehearsals. So there's just these layers to it. And, and at times, like I had to stop to see, is he talking to an actor or the person he's supposed to be, re, you know, creating? And it's just I, like, I know I'm explaining it poorly. Man, like the, that, that sounds like a lot of work, you know. Just... <laughs> well, no, as you watch it, you just start to see the, the craziness and fall uh, evolve like the girl. The woman he brings on board who wants to raise a child, he's like, well, I feel like you're not going to raise a child alone. So what could what if we went out, sent you on some dates, we found some guys that we feel like you're pretty, you know, like you would match pretty well with. So she goes on three dates and she picks one guy and she explains like, look, I'm doing this situation where I'm raising a child. Would you be interested in participating? You would come live at the house and you'd help me raise this kid like it's the first date and she's asking him to come live with her and raise a child. The dude comes over <laughs> and he agrees like the first night and she goes, Oh, by the way, yeah, there's no sex that's going to happen. You're going to sleep in this room and yeah. And you're going to have to still take care of the kid. And so the first night Nathan's like, that baby's going to cry all night. So he just has the robot baby crying. And after that dude gets up the third time, he packs his shit and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and it, so they just kind of respond to how people react and it's just insane but it's on a level i've never seen comedy like dedicated to wow that sounds crazy man the season finale is next week if you can find uh copies of it i i totally recommend watching it um uh, i saw annabelle the creation the weakest of the series. Yeah, not very good. It was okay. Yeah. But thanks to Nicolas Cage and uh, Pedro Pascal's recommendation, I watched Paddington 2. <laughs> and? Were Real, they right? Really good movie. <laughs> I've heard that from a ton of people. I yeah, not watched. Yeah, it. really good movie. I really had a good time. I I think it was on the Roku. It's free on Roku channel, so yeah. really worth the watch, man. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a, a family film, but really good hey. movie, funny and a good time. I have not heard a bad word about it. In fact, I've heard people kind of praise it like this. And Hugh Grant is a pretty good uh, villain, too. <laughs> okay, that I can see, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, he started out uh, as... Uh, 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 he was in... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, a sketch comedy. Hugh Grant. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty funny. Uh, uh, oh, I was going to say, have you seen Prey? Oh, love Prey. Oh, my God. Prey was so goddamn good. It was the, great to get back to the Predator. The best Predator, in my opinion. Pretty yeah. damn good. Pretty good, man. Yeah. I, I went and watched all of the Predator films after that. Mm -hmm. I love Alien versus Predator Requiem, uh, the uh, the Predators, the one with Adrian Brody and Topher Grace. Yeah. Uh, would, I'd actually thought that was really shit and rewatched it uh, 
in this binge and, and loved it. Yeah. And the, fir- and the first two good. are still fun. Yeah. Danny Glover. Sure. The second one's not as fun. It just has a wild ass shit in it. And, and, uh, uh, Gary Busey. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I had to rewatch them all, uh, about a one month ago leading up to Prey. But, uh, yeah, Prey directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Uh, and I had, I met Dan. He was on, in, uh, uh, Revision 3. He was in, uh. Uh, that show. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally Rad Show. With, oh, Totally Rad Show. Yeah, with that. Alec Albright and Jeff Kanata, you know. And I listened to Jeff Kanata on the Filmcast podcast. Yeah. A really good yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah, they do great work. They used to be the Slash Film cast yeah, and yeah. they changed it. Yeah, no, okay. they, they left, started their own thing. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Good, good good film podcast uh but yeah i totally recommend pray uh just a great film and it looked beautiful and you know why it didn't go to theaters why uh so all the 20th century fox movies if they Uh. go to theaters they have to go to hbo so uh, they said, "Don't go to the theaters," and they get to stay on Hulu. And that's and that's smart because man, Hulu had all those Predator movies, and I was in the mood to binge them all. Yeah, fun. Yeah, pretty pretty good stuff. But I wish the eventually it comes out in the theater. I would love to see it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like that's the main. Like I would love to see Nope. Uh, but I feel like I know I'm going to miss it out by not seeing it in a theater, but it's when I'm going to have to watch it at home. Yeah. Uh, so I watched this movie called We Summon the Darkness. Okay. That one sounds familiar. Tell me about it. It's this horror flick, kind of interesting, uh, set in around 1986. Uh, with all these uh, heavy metal, uh, these girls go to a heavy metal concert, and they meet these guys, and they t- they take them back to their house, and the girls uh, try to kill them. <laughs> well, I see it's Alexandria Dario. D- is- Dario, yeah. And, uh, yeah, pretty hot. And, uh, uh, it also has, uh, Johnny Knoxville as a preacher, her, her father, who's this preacher and, uh, they're trying to kill these guys, um, because they're trying to, uh, put together this cult that is acting like they're, uh, devil worshippers but they're actually part of this religious cult that is killing people uh, so uh, to get the ratings up uh, on the her father's televangelist shit it's oh my god f- really fun film you know uh, creating the satanic panic with 
actual yeah, crime. Yeah, I, so it was kind of fun and funny. It reminded me of when I was a heavy metal kid, you know. So I had a good time watching it. It's fun to watch films set at that time when you're growing up, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I've been watching Stranger Things, and I just love going back to that time period and hearing the music. And, uh, like, this, this season they have a and d club, and the D&D nerds hang out with the heavy metal nerds, which is a weird crossover because that just didn't happen in my school. Yeah, a lot of things in that uh, show never happened, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, they 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 put it together to make it work for their story, and it kind of I kind of dig the new character Eddie, who is a heavy metal guy who is a D and D guy. Look, I was wearing a Metallica shirt the other day, and these uh, tweens came up to me. And asked uh, what my favorite episode of Stranger Things was. <laughs> hey, I remember discovering Metallica through a buddy of mine, uh, Billy Bolton. Uh, and he he got all the magazines and everything. I'm like, what's this? And then she started playing like Masters of Puppets. And I was like blown away. Uh, I saw a Metallica open for Ozzy. Uh, on the Ride the Lightning tour. So I had oh, been wow. a fan for a while before everyone, you know, uh, before the Bad Times, the Black Album. Uh, you know, <laughs> that every, was their biggest selling album. That's when they crossed over. Yeah, it became shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, I recommend We Summon the Darkness also, I think, on Roku. So, yeah, check it out. Yeah, it shows it's free on Roku and Tubi. Yeah, I watched uh, John Carter. Very underrated film. I'd never seen it before. I heard it was bad, but I think it was marketed wrong, you know? Completely marketed wrong. It was a great space adventure. And I think it, I, you know, I kind of feel like this guy's gotten the shaft because he was a great lead. He was Riggins on Friday Night Lights. And then he went to this movie. But I think the problem was is Disney spent so much on it. They didn't earn even half of it back. It was a big financial bomb. So that's why people call it bad. But it's like no one's watched it. It's pretty, pretty close to the source. Material. Yeah, I enjoyed the film. So, you know. Uh, I watched this movie called Experiment in Terror. It is a nor uh, uh, by Blake Edwards. Oh, wow. From 62. Okay. Really good film. A music by Harry Mancini. Ah. It, it has a young Stephanie Powers. Yeah. From Heart to Heart in it, you know. <laughs> I know. Explain the the plot to heart to heart. Anyone? Oh, it's just rich people who solve crimes. Uh, uh I just like Max. Oh yeah, you he didn't want to just hang out with Max. Yeah, exactly. And what was the dog rerun? The dog? Uh, I, I'm freeway. I freeway sounds right. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it's Freeway. Yeah, Freeway. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was, I like that show. 
I like that show, and I think it came on after Remington Steel. Really, yes. Yeah, really good show, you know. So, yeah, for your tweens out there. Uh, all, <laughs> I, I'm sure we have the. Oh, yeah. A that's, lot, that's our listener. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of tweens listening, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I watched uh, for the first time 28 Days Later. Oh my god, dude! So good. <laughs> really, really good movie, man. That that is a film I got a sneak preview pass to and didn't know what I was seeing, and it ju- I was like, zombie films are back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably one of the first uh, high speed zombie films. Yeah, I think it was. It, people got mad because it's it isn't a zombie. They are infected with rage, and I'm like. They're crazy. They're going to come and kill you. That's that's what zombies are doing, just in a different gear. Yeah, I love the film, though. Uh, Really, I mean, kind of low budget, but perfect look to it, you know. Uh, And I saw uh, this shitty horror film (laughs) called Tentacles. Oh, boy. It sounds like some hentai. And he, yeah, but it was about this uh, octopus, but the film had amazing cast. Just, but, you know, it was maybe directed by Italian or something. You are not kidding. John Houston, Bo Hopkins, Shelley Winters, yeah. Henry Fonda? Yeah, I know. It was a batshit cast, but... It was like a Jaws ripoff, you know, and uh, really bad. Uh, but I was, uh, I watched it because of the cast, you know. Yeah. It had John Houston in it. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, check it out for the cast, you know. Shelly Winters is just Shelly Winters. She's. Yeah. You know, I mean, I always think of her in like those uh, disaster films. Yeah, she's like that in this one. She doesn't die drowning, though. <laughs> Un- unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, Experiment Terror. Really good film. Uh, right. Five out of five, I gave it. And I rewatched one of my favorites. In the Mouth of Madness. I saw your favorite Sam Neill. A really, really good Sam Neill movie, man. Just a, a just a amazing film, I think. One of my favorite, uh, John, is it John Carpenter? Yeah. A really good John Carpenter. Yeah, I've seen that meme this week of what are your three favorite. And so you put Mouth of Madness, what are your other two? Uh... uh uh, I put uh, Halloween yeah. uh, in the Mouth of Madness, and I think uh, uh, I can't re- remember that. Maybe Escape from New York. I can't remember the thing. Yeah, the thing. Maybe you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I um, I. I really like In the Mouth of Madness. Pretty underrated. I don't think a lot of people want to see it. 
it's not yeah. as much horror as it is psychological uh, horror, you know? Yeah, that's not a family fun film. No. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, explain to me what happened. <laughs> I, I watched Kingpin for the first time. Oh, for the first time. Holy shit. I'd seen bits and pieces of it, but I'd never seen it all the way through. Had a really fun time with it. Randy Quaid, probably second best role next to Cousin Eddie, is in Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really fun stuff. Um, And Bill Murray, holy shit. Just being Bill Murray, you know? Oh, shit. And it's wild to see Woody Harrelson in that be so fucking funny and then play all these villains roles he does nowadays. He just is, is a villain in almost every franchise. Uh, yeah, and I saw both of the Firestarters. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, okay, so... the original is a classic, a great film. The new one is shit. <laughs> it's that bad? Yeah, set that fucking movie on fire. Well, I saw it has the kid from High School Musical in it, and that's all I know him from. And I'm just like, what, he's an adult now, and he's in charge of a child? He's playing the David Keith role? Uh, yeah, uh, he, was, he was in a movie that's on Hulu called Gold. Really good film, man. You like it. Gold. Yeah, okay. it's called Gold. So, what else have you been watching? Uh, I made a trip back to the 90s and started watching Daria again. The spinoff from Beavis and Butthead. Still holds up, still funny, still great sarcasm. I mean, pretty much, I mean, the best answer to Beavis and Butthead was Daria. Yeah, Daria was uh, uh, the kind of girl I liked. Yeah. You know, back then. I'm trying to think. I remember them talking about a composite of what made her, and it was like they even dropped Janine Garofalo as, like, that was the Daria type. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They're supposedly working on a film, uh, kind of a, you know, we're Daria now a version that's going to be on uh, Paramount. Huh. From what I've read. But, again, it was announced, like, three years ago. So, with COVID and everything, who knows if that yeah, Judge has been doing a lot of stuff with Paramount. He did the new Beavis and Butthead movie, so. Yeah, yeah, so I'd be curious. I, you know, I'd love to see that again. Uh, it reminded me when I looked it up, uh, College Humor did a live-action uh, Daria with Aubrey Plaza like 10 years ago. It's still, it was okay. I rewatched it. It was like, you know, it's just neat seeing Aubrey Plaza because she kind of nails that character perfectly. Yeah, I had uh, lunch with Mike Judge once. Well, I know you worked on, uh, the, oh my God, Idiocracy. Yeah, I was uh, 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 extra, and uh, uh, they didn't have the clothes right. I sent them measurements. Uh, they had built the set and uh. all this shit, and... Uh, the costume people fucked up, so. Yeah, and you, and so there's no footage or anything that's left of it. They never Bad. never took any, but I got to be there, so. 
Oh man, that's still cool though. That's a great memory, man. Yeah. I would love to see him start to get back into, you know, doing that kind of humor again. And, uh, you know, Idiocracy is primed for a sequel. <laughs> that oh, we're living it. We lived through Idiocracy <laughs> very recently. We're still in it. Yeah. Definitely. I, I also watched uh, Hellstrom that's on Hulu. It huh. was Marvel's attempt. They, Marvel has a couple of characters. This was uh, Damien Hellstrom and Satana, who are like demonic characters who are the son and daughter of a demon who pretends to be the devil himself. Um, and so this is like one of the Marvel properties. They took the Marvel name off because they didn't want kids who were watching like Captain America to go, oh, I want to watch this. And it's about two kids growing up. Their father is a serial killer. <laughs> and but but he was a man possessed by the demon and you know it, it was one of their last attempts you could kind of tell that they didn't invest a lot in it like the stunts are pretty poor uh but the actors are really fucking good like i would say i would keep the core actors and still port this into the mcu and do a su whole supernatural because they have a whole supernatural library of characters sure. to address but the uh, the woman who plays in they don't call her Satana they just call her Anna Hellstrom in this is Jack Lemmon's granddaughter. Really, I was surprised. Yeah, she she's pretty great. I mean, they give her some shit dialogue, but she makes it work. Uh, she kind of just has this awesome presence in scenes. Uh, and the, the woman who plays their mom is, uh, the best actress in the whole goddamn show because she has to play, she has to be possessed and play their mom at a younger age, play their mom now. And she's able to shift constantly. Huh. And like, even when she's possessed, she'll like, just give the camera this look and you're, and you're terrified. Like she's that good. Huh. Um, but I would say, you know, like for what it was, it's, you know, it's probably like a mid-tier supernatural episodes. You know, they're they're good. They could be better, but obviously they were holding back because it was TV and it was Marvel. You know, they're not going to do a hard R with some crazy batshit uh, demonic stuff in it. Oh, that sucks. But uh, <laughs> you know, it was ten episodes, so it was like I put it on in the background, and every now and again I would find myself kind of rotating back to the action in it. Uh, you know, they had a few cool gigs in it. Uh, the one thing I really was surprised was Blair Butler from G4. She used to be like their comic books, mm -hmm. uh, uh, commentator. She's a producer on it. And I know she knows her shit. So it's like, I was glad to see somebody on there, like at least bringing that, uh, sense of sensibility to it. The showrunner was the previous showrunner of agents of shield. So he was already bringing that Marvel knowledge too, but I always liked Blair on G4. Huh. Uh, uh, I watched a film called Targets. Targets? Yeah, it's from 1968, I think. Uh, Peter Bogdanovich, his first, first film, and it has a very weird cast. It, uh, yeah. Boris Karloff? Yeah, Karloff's in it, and they had, like, the rights to uh, 
a few days of him. So yeah. yeah, so they used him in the for the film. It's really, really. It's about this guy in 1968 who uh, gets a gun and starts sniping people. That's fucking insane. And he snipes people on the freeway, and then he starts sniping people at this drive-in where Karloff is giving a Q&A before one of his films. So it's just a really weird film and uh, kind of showing right after uh, the uh, UT Tower, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of was like, was this based on that or was this before that? No, it's right after that. And then there's a scene where you get the idea that Karloff says... Uh, we used to have uh, monsters in the movies, and now we have them in real life. Oh, wow, that's good. Yeah, so it really talks about how things are coming, you know. This is insane, because this is Peter Bogdanovich, but it says the budget on this movie was like $130,000. His his first film, you know, uh, pretty damn, I mean, he got Karloff for free. That's insane. Yeah, because he already contracted for a couple of days, you know, and he got got him. So that's wild. Yeah, check it. Uh, Karloff has a, a a soliloquy in it that is just just amazing. You know, he All right, was, cool. where'd you see it? Uh, Hoopla. Okay, so you checked it out from the library. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd been uh, heard about it, you know, but I never been looking for it, but found on Hoopla. So uh, I also saw, hadn't seen in this, this movie in years, Silver Streak. Oh my gosh! So good. I immediately go, oh, that's a movie they could never remake. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Gene Wilder in blackface? Yeah, that's the scene. <laughs> yeah, it was their first team-up uh, uh, in a movie, you know. Their best team-up is Stir Crazy. Yeah. This is a very close second. Yeah, I agree. But you know what? They almost teamed up in uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, I know. That is such a bummer. But, I mean, Cleavon Little, dude, he owns that. Like, how... Like, I know it's Richard Pryor, but... Pryor, maybe... He wrote it. Uh, So he might have done better. They were afraid of Pryor because he was so coked out all the time that they couldn't get him insured to be the lead. (laughs) What? That's so fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, but, uh, but uh, Silver Shriek is just damn good. Damn good film. And has uh, Jaws from uh, 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 James Bond. Oh, Richard Keel. Yeah, and in Silver Shriek, he had uh, steel teeth. 
not still. And no, no, he had it in that, and they got the idea for uh, the uh, for Moonraker uh, or what was the? It was he, yeah, he was in Moonraker. Yeah, but I don't know if that it might have been the first uh, place he showed up in. Uh, but they got the idea for him to be Jaws in Silver Street because he had uh, uh, steel teeth, you know. Uh, awesome. uh, so uh, yeah, that was that was pretty good. I saw the first Hellboy for the first time. Oh man, I love that movie. Yeah, good movie. Lots of the, the, the lots reboot of fun. with with David Harbor. I hate that it sucked so bad because I really like David Harbour, but man, that's just a wasted film. Yeah, I saw it uh, last month. It was eh, eh. Yeah. But but like if you see the sequel, The Golden Army, it's it, it's like a little bit better than the reboot, but still not as great. It's just okay. I saw Ghostbusters 2. Oh, yes. Who are you going to call yeah, I hadn't seen that since it came out in theaters. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was fun to revisit that one. And I I went to the theater and saw Bullet Train. Yes, and you, I saw your review on this, man. Uh, so much fun. God damn it, I wish I could just have these ported into my house. So much total fun Oh my God! Just good, fun film, you know. The con- I mean, who like? Okay, you've got Brad Pitt. Yeah. Joey King, who who else is in this film that you're just like was was fucking fantastic? Um, Channum Tatum, he makes a cameo, and is fucking hilarious. That dude makes some wild-ass cameos and is way funnier than he should be. And Sandra Bullock shows up. Sandra Bullock shows up? Which is funny because I watched uh, The Lost City and it has Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, and Shannon Tatum. So (laughs) maybe they did a swisheroo or something. Hey, you'll be in my movie. I'll be in yours. Yeah. It was it was kind of funny, but Bullet Train, man, you gotta see that. I yeah, I want to. It looks great. Yeah, it's just just fucking fantastic. Uh, I I I started a show on Peacock, and I'm in the middle of it, but I'm gonna highly recommend it because I laughed my ass off. Uh, it's Craig Robinson in Killing It. Mm-hmm. He just kind of plays an out of work guy trying to get his shit together. And he meets this Uber driver who tells him about how if you kill pythons in Florida, they'll pay you for it. And uh, so he starts to work with this girl. And the girl's an Australian comedian who was in the show Love, if you ever saw that on, um, on Netflix with no. Paul Rust. Uh, she is fucking hilarious because she has this like upbeat happy attitude while she tells you about the darkest shit in the world and it just fucking works and her and Craig together are hilarious Hmm. but there is a scene where Craig Craig has to start living at the gym (laughs) so he, he he's on the phone talking about the pros of living in the gym 
And this whole scene unfolds, and I swear to God, I couldn't stop laughing. Huh. And it's like in maybe the third episode, but yeah, if you've got Peacock killing it, if you need a laugh, I laughed a lot. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Also, uh, what we do in the shadows is finishing up its season, and I've been watching that. That's fucking fantastic. You know, uh, have you watched uh, what we do in the shadows? No. It's, uh, uh, wasn't there a movie? Yes, and this is better than the movie. Yeah, I watched the movie. It was okay. Yeah, this is way better. This is ten times better. Uh, if you like uh, Matt Berry from like the IT crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm trying to think of the other things. I think he did a show called Mr. London. He's he's awesome. Um, it's it's a it's a documentary about vampires. <laughs> so they have a camera crew following them. They do uh, talking heads and everything. This season, they've added Christian Shaw to the cast. She's hilarious, but there are so many like cool moments uh, that like in the end of the first season they have to go talk to the vampire council the vampire council is made up of vampires from other movies so they have they have paul rubens shows up as like the vampire from buffy they have (laughs) they have like all these and you're like going wait wait and wesley snipes shows up on a on a video call but it's so funny because that he isn't he he's wesley they're like wesley are you there and he's like Hello, can you see me? Hello? <laughs> He's doing the bad, the bad tech guy. And it it they really know how to get this show and nail it. But there is a guy who came from the office that stars as one of the vampires, Colin Robinson. He is an energy vampire. And he works in corporate America. And he's the guy who comes by your cube and just wants to chit-chat. I I know those guys. This guy nails it, though. Like, he's so fucking good and hilarious. And Vanessa Bryant from SNL plays another energy vampire that they start dating each other. <laughs> the Dude, she, Vanessa Bayer, I'm sorry, I got her name wrong. She fucking is the best thing in the show, and I wish they would have her back because she plays this energy vampire who is who takes all the worst traits of females. And just rolls it into her dialogue. And so, like, you know, when Colin tries to break up with her, she's just like, I'm going to kill myself. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. She goes, oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean that. Like, she's trying to break up with him, too. And that just an insane show. And, like, the special effects and the production on it are fucking top notch. And the the most bizarre part of it is Kyle Newichek from Workaholics. Yeah, he's the he's been the director on all these episodes. He's basically went from workaholics to this, and it's a different level of comedy. But he fucking rules, man. Huh? Yeah, I'll have to check that out, man. This sounds pretty good. I mean, the movie, I was like, eh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I I I saw Terror Train for the first time. Jamie Lee Curtis. And David Copperfield? <laughs> now explain to the kids who David Copperfield is. Uh, he's a world's richest magician? Yeah. <laughs> but back in the day, I mean, David Copperfield, who was the guy with the big afro? The magician. 
it's magic. He would always talk with a light voice and talk about, oh, uh, shit. Are you thinking of the painter? No, no, no. This is a different guy altogether. Doug, Doug Henning? Doug Henning, yes. I don't think he had an afro. I think he just had long hair. Didn't oh, he? I thought he had an afro for some reason. I think you're confusing him with uh, the painting guy. Okay. I think he just had uh, like a hair. He had just, I guess, first the set. He had big hair, but he had that big mustache. Oh yeah, like he had a power stash. Yeah, yeah. Doug Henning, a uh, creepy fucking guy. It's weird. Wikipedia lists him as a magician, illusionist, escape artist, and politician. Uh, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> so Terror Train is, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis coming off of the Halloween movies. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's not her best, but really, this is a, this wasn't. I love the mask. I love the poster. Like, I don't remember the film really much at all. Yeah, it's not very good, but it's okay. It's free on Tubi. Yeah, like, this would be, if you want to be a Jamie Lee completist, Yeah, this would be at the bottom with H2O, you know? Yeah, also on Tubi, I saw Contact for the first time. Never seen it. You know, I'm trying to think if I've really watched all of it, and I can't say i have it was i just know the film it was okay you know special effects pretty bad uh you know mcconaughey eh. <laughs> i mean interstellar is a better oh definitely better yeah you know? definitely better film and this morning, I uh, thanks to your recommendation, I finally watched uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. And? Huh. Oh, man. I Maybe I need to revisit it. I just remember it was just fun, silly Mike Meyer shit before Austin Powers. It was, the only thing good about it was his dad, or the, when he played his dad. Not, everything else was pedestrian. You know. Oh, okay. It has a good soundtrack. Uh, it has a great it, 90s soundtrack. Yeah, a good soundtrack, but uh, uh, I did... His father uh, talked about the Penumbriant, which uh, they now have a TV series of the Penumbriant on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, wish I'm missing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, I watched uh, Wayne's World 2. I remember it just, meh, like, from the first one being, like, this SNL sketch that kind of broke out to, eh, and then it would just ultimately lead into the Coneheads. Uh, uh, Mike Myers, to me, is, like, kind of what Jim... Curry became. Uh, eh. Oh, okay. I love Pet Detective. I like The Mask. Uh, Cable Guy. Everything else. Uh, He was pretty good in the Sonic movies, you know. But I I like his dramatic work much better, you know. 
Well, it was like it was that time period. I feel like Mike Myers, you know, the the silly silliness of uh, Austin Powers, the you know, it, they were putting out films that just became. And it's weird because Austin Powers was more of a video hit, like it kind of bombed at the box office, but just got a lot of play on video. I, I can't stand any movie that people walk around and quote constantly. That's and that's what it became because Fuck. it was like making an SNL sketch. If you could make it quotable, s- s- stop it. I mean. nothing bothers me more than people that think quote movies bad quote bad movies uh think they are good impressions nothing drives me up a wall than people who like uh, sit around in a group of people and think they're funny when nothing's original at all no it's just but i think on a certain level some people like i I grew up quoting monty python because i don't feel like people were doing you know new of monty python yeah they did and it was like a dialogue if you met someone who knew it it was it was fun but I, i wouldn't do like you know like jim carrey was not something that was like a level of comedy you wanted to share with someone. Look, be original. You're ripping people off. You're you're uh, doing impressions of people's impressions. Yeah, you know yeah, that's true. Nothing is worse than being the funny guy at the office, because you know the people at the office don't have a sense of humor. Right, it's very bland. The the bar is very low. Terrible, you know. You're trapped in a cubicle hell. You'll laugh at anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's it's like a constant TikTok people who are TikTok videos, you know. (laughs) We we just said get off our digital lawn with that. Uh, Definitely. Uh, so next week uh, we have 1987. Uh, what are you yeah. gonna uh, talk about? You know, I got Full Metal Jacket. Oh man, I don't know. You know, because there was I was looking at this and I was just sitting on a bunch of stuff and like after watching Predator, Raising Arizona. There's a, a bunch I kind of want to. I might say Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Great film. Blind Date's the first Bruce Willis film I might do. Uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, I think the only rated R uh, Hughes movie. Is it rated R? I think so. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's because he says, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. She's like, don't use that language at the, you know, who is that? Edie McClure yeah. at the at the checkout counter. And the gate. Doll, oh, fuck. Batters, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to probably watch a couple. Okay. So, well, you know what? I, I'm at, I, shit, I was going to invite Kyle because I, I thought it'd be interesting because the Masters of the Universe is 87. And I know he loves that movie and it's not good. No, no it isn't. But 
like in 86 Transformers, the movie came out and a few weeks ago we were doing our show and he was just like talking about how much he, he loved Transformers, the movie. And as a kid, he got to go see a sneak preview of it and he got like a vinyl album that he's kept since he was a kid of the soundtrack. <laughs> hey, I love his passion for, oh, yeah. uh, for those. I'm going to pick a couple, maybe summer school. What the fuck, man? R remember Three Men and a Baby was such a big hit, and I look back at that and I go, why? I never understood what, like, that's just three men who were incapable of raising a child have a child? That's a weird plot. Okay, Police Academy 4. I guarantee you I'm watching Police Academy 4. Okay. Uh, uh, just for the uh, skateboarding. Yeah, I bet, I bet it's free somewhere. Oh, I, I'm sure it is. But one of my favorite stories uh, Tony Hawk shares is he is the stunt double for David Spade in Police <laughs> Academy 4. Yes, he is the skateboarding stunt double. And, and when he was hired to when he actually started performing the stunts, he grew like six inches. Yeah. He goes, so he's fucking way taller. Than yeah. I was about to say that doesn't make any sense. And I will say the most overrated 87 film is princess bride. Wow. That's a hot take. And we will discuss next week. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you all guys next time on the show. <laughs>